know when I step on the throne Like, yo, come and get me I'm standing out here in the daylight I'ma get mine, so don't try to hide again I am a wild man, there's no denying That I am Goliath inside of this lion's den I am the eye of the storm Trying to find me a war with a shield and a sword it's Built to protect in this blade Cutting through anyone here with a wire and cord I'm getting bored Welcome to 100% Elite. I am your host, Jeff Finglert. This is episode 8, and we are getting right into this thing. So like, follow, subscribe, uh, give me some reviews, give me some feedback. You can find this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, pretty much everywhere you get your podcasts. So do all those things. Let's share this podcast as much as we can. I really need your help, guys. Um, but anyways, just want to say thanks to the people who are already doing that. It really means a lot. And if you guys want to check out the full-length uh, songs, uh, the intro and outro, just hit up Edge. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Edge underscore 419. Or hit up his YouTube page, Edge Music. Go check out everything. I'm pretty sure he's still working on that album, so can't wait until that thing drops. Um, and then if you guys want to talk to me, pro wrestling or anything, hit me up at 100 Elite Pod on Twitter or my personal Twitter page at jenglert88. I'm pretty active on there. I don't really get on any other kinds of social media, really. Um, so it's been another great week of AEW content. Uh, I, I mean... Last night's Dynamite was just absolutely fantastic. We're going to get into that right after we talk about Dark. But before we talk about Dark, we're going to get into the news. Now, the news this week is, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot that came out. Last week was kind of dull. But this week, we got a lot of things to cover. So let's get right on into the news. So... The big deal this week was Lance Archer is all elite, guys. So he has signed a contract. We haven't got the details of how long the contract is or what the uh, stipulations are. I'm sure it's that he can work in New Japan um, still if he wants to. But I'm hoping that's not the case. I hope he's just done there and uh, he's just with AEW. He's just going to be part of the crew and... The Murder Hawk in AEW. The dude is a badass. He really is. Uh, I've been hearing nothing but good things about him. Watched a couple of his matches. I mean, they're he's really hard hitting. Him and John Moxley had some really good um, things going on. Uh, he was the U.S. title holder in New Japan, so he's got a great look. The guy's kind of big, especially compared to this AEW roster. So great get for. Uh, All Elite Wrestling, pretty pumped for this. Can't wait to see him debut. He might show up at Revolution, um, but I doubt it. I'm sure he'll debut next week on Dynamite. Is my, I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. I think that's where he's going to show up. They, they, I mean, they already have this Revolution card already pegged. It's already <laughs> fucking stacked. Uh, I mean, we just keep getting these great matches coming out, and that's the next order. So last night, Pac versus Orange Cassidy was announced for Revolution. I mean, this is going to be Orange Cassidy's first uh, actual match on AEW TV. Uh, it's going to be at a pay-per-view. Um, 
he's so over he's uh, and he's going against pack which it, it, i mean that dude especially when we talk about dynamite i'm really gonna get into pack because that match man oh my god but orange cassidy i've seen that this guy can actually work he can work just as good as anybody else so people are in for a big su surprise i mean right now he's just uh the funny spot guy with the best friends i'm hoping he really shows everybody that he's probably one of the best wrestlers out there he really is i mean the guy does everything with his hands in his pockets already so but they were chanting he's gonna try he's gonna try so really good funny spot <laughs> um during dynamite it was it was pretty awesome uh so item number three um cody is saying that he's gonna have a special entrance for revolution so I know we already get that pretty cool um, thing where he comes up from the floor and does all that. So I wonder else what this guy can think of. He's so fucking creative. Um, it's just awesome the way he keeps trying to uh, not reinvent the wheel, but he keeps coming up with cool ideas to make things fun and exciting. And he's just never stale, in my opinion. Um, kind of what brings me to the next bit of news. So Tony Khan, I guess, came out and was saying that he didn't want Cody to do that moonsault, moonsault to go off that cage. I guess he was really against it. A bunch of people were backstage, didn't want him to do it. And a lot of people didn't know that he was going to do it. So they were watching that just like we all were. Um, and like he said, it's in his hometown. As soon as he said, you know, that it... Steel Cage, Atlanta. I was like, that motherfucker's jumping off of it. Something big's happening. Uh, so <laughs> I expected it. I mean, Cody's the man. He's jumped off of a lot of those cages. So he knows what he's doing. He's figured it out by now. So um, so Spears, uh, Sean Spears is joining the Young Bucks and deleting his Twitter. Um, I don't blame him. I really don't. Uh, I'm going to be completely fucking honest. The only reason I'm on Twitter, one, now is to promote the podcast on there, to try to get it out there as, as much as possible, because I think Twitter is a lot better than Facebook for that, because pretty much the only people who see my feed on Facebook is my family and stuff like that, which it's awesome, you know, they've been sharing it uh, and stuff like that, but I just don't think a lot of people in my family and stuff like that like pro wrestling or like AEW so I don't know if it's at reaching as many people as it can if it's just on Facebook so that's one of the reasons why I have Twitter the only other reason I even got a fucking Twitter is because the young bucks said hey get on Twitter and follow us and we're going to be dropping all the latest <laughs> AEW news so that's how the best way to you know, stay in touch with us, interact with us, and stuff like that. So I literally follow all of the wrestlers in AEW. That's it. And yeah, it's just used for wrestling. I don't use it for anything else. Um, <laughs> my wife kind of makes fun of me that you have a Twitter and all you tweet about on there is wrestling. And I said, yeah, that's that's it, just wrestling. But anyways, Sean Spears, another guy that was great on Twitter, really funny. I don't know if he left for a reason or if it was just because how fucking toxic Twitter is. That's the one thing I fucking hate about it is that it is horrible, man. It's absolutely horrible. The things that people say on there is just 
I mean, they don't understand that these celebrities and all that stuff, they're fucking human beings, man. Uh, you guys can't just keep trashing people like that. Uh, on the, I mean, they, it's almost like fucking, the internet's just bullying people to quit interacting with us. I mean, they're just gonna, that's all that's gonna end, that's the end game here. You guys keep doing this, and it's just gonna end with all of the wrestlers getting off Twitter, and going back to... I mean, I guess in person, but I I don't really see that happening, but I just think that's the only thing that can come out of this. But yeah, anyways, uh, so yeah, they're done. They're both done. Uh, I know the Young Bucks have like a page that's ran by somebody else now that doesn't really, they don't really post a lot of stuff. I think they just posted their book and stuff like that. I'm think, I think they realized that... Twitter is a good tool to reach people with, but it's just very toxic. It really is. Um, anyways, uh, so next item. NXT is apparently offering Matt Hardy a deal with NXT. Uh, if he resigns, that's where he's going to go. So not only did they basically job him out on the main roster, but now they're going to send him to the freaking... Um, mid Carter guy show. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if that's what he wants to do. If he does, then he's just doing it for the money and not doing it for the creative outlet. He's really, in my opinion, anywhere else would be great for him besides anything WWE because they're just going to do the same thing. They don't care about what he has to offer. They just don't want him to go to AEW. That's the only reason they've offered him this. Maybe Hunter thought that he could help with a little bit of star power to bring eyes to NXT, but he didn't help with any of the WWE products because he's still going to have this choreographed fucking bullshit matches. I don't know. I I just think he's better off going somewhere else, no matter where it is. So, man, that just sucks, though. So, I don't know if he's turned down an AEW offer or if he's just keeping them open to still troll that he might go there. Uh, who knows? Um, so, next next piece of news. Uh, Chris Statlander was in the news. She had to pull out from uh, some indie dates with Bar Wrestling due to her having the flu. Um, hoping that this will not affect uh, the title match at Revolution... Uh, that is set up right now because that would I mean that would suck uh, but the flu it's not something to fuck around with that's for sure so hopefully she is getting better and uh, just you know taking some medicine and doing whatever and we still get that match at revolution so guys I hope you've been doing your homework um the first match that I gave you guys for homework was AJ Styles versus Okada. The second match I gave you guys for homework was Cody Rhodes versus Ricochet. Um, this week's match is a tag team match, and it is the Young Bucks, Bucks, the Young Bucks versus the Hardy Boys. Now, these matches are great. They really are. They got some hard hitting spots. There's a spot where uh, Jeff is flipping off the top rope and gets super kicked in the face. 
by the Young Bucks. Uh, it's fucking, they're really great matches. The I think there's two or three of them, uh, but the one I'm thinking about, um, I forget what it it is, but it's at a like a baseball field, and you'll definitely know that video qualities aren't like the best. It's not like a you know company video quality kind of thing. So it's indie wrestling, but they're really really great matches. So that is your homework for this week so let me know what you guys think of those matches hit me up on twitter you guys know my handle by now but if this is your first time listening to this podcast it is at 100 elite pod or my personal twitter page at jenglert88 and again guys share this podcast get it out there you know like subscribe follow Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, um, Anchor, anywhere that you guys get your podcast, I'm there. Just search it. It's 100% elite, uh, and you guys will definitely find it on there. So, so guys, let's get right into Dark. Um, Dark this week had some pretty cool matches. Uh, four matches this week. Um Nothing really set up anything for Revolution. It wasn't anything towards that. Um, but we had some pretty cool stuff. So our first match was Jimmy Havoc versus Marco Stunt. Now, when they first started coming out to the ring, I didn't know what to expect from this match. But Marco Stunt really showed up. Um, I'm starting to realize why he's such a big deal, especially to the guys. Uh, that work there they they really talk highly of him and say that the world is going to be you know because in that trios he looks really small but look compared to jimmy havoc he looks fucking small uh but he does some great stuff man he really does uh he's a great worker he can take a hit get back up and come after people swinging so you know jimmy pretty much takes control of this match um, there's a couple good spots that Marco, uh, gets Jimmy really makes him look really good. This match, a nice, uh, top rope DDT, um, that was pretty cool. It's like a swinging DDT. Um, but Jimmy Havoc was definitely targeting his neck and just beating the fuck out of him. <laughs> and it ended with an acid rainmaker for the win. If I mean, straight up. It's like that ripcord clothesline makes Marco Stunt spin in the fucking air. It was pretty cool. So another uh, win for Jimmy Havoc. Uh, during this match, uh, Luther and Mel came out not wearing any more Nightmare Collective stuff. Um, I don't know if they both had contacts in to make them look like they're going to both be hardcore type people. I, I don't know. But he's, you know, Luther's doing the thing where he's just pointing at his head. Nothing really happens. They don't say anything. There's no promos or else I would have fucking played him here. Um, <laughs> it would have been nice if they would have said something after the match or done something. But he's just doing that pointing at his head thing and they're standing there and then the lights go dark on him. Like, okay, don't, you know, don't look at him anymore. <laughs> Focus on the match. Uh, it was kind of weird. I don't know if. Those two are the one coming up with their segments, but just appearing at the top of the ramp, thinking that they're going to be a distraction for them to not, for him to not lose. It didn't make, it didn't make sense to me. I guess just to put it in your mind, like, oh, don't worry. We still have that match coming up. Maybe, maybe that's what the match was supposed to be tonight. Luther versus Jimmy Havoc and like some kind of hardcore, 
deathmatch or something like that, but maybe the state that they were in or something like that, they couldn't, um, couldn't have blood or I don't know. Anyways, so we're going to take a little sponsor break, uh, and, um, then we'll get right back to match number two. Are you tired of being overlooked? Maybe you've been unappreciated. Do you feel like you're always alone? Together, we can change all of that. Experience freedom like you've never felt before. Before you can find yourself, you must lose yourself. By joining us, you'll become a part of something bigger. You'll gain strength, self-confidence. We will be your friend your biggest supporters. Because we believe there's strength in numbers. Think of us as that exclusive club you've always wanted to be a part of. Open your mind and stop losing all the time. We will help you become just like one of us. That is our promise. So stop living in chaos and bring a new order into your life. And join us. Join the Dark Order. For more information, call us today or on social media, hashtag join dark order. And we will find you. <laughs> That's right, folks. Go to jointhedarkorder.com. Sign up. It's really easy to do. Um, and so speaking of the Dark Order, the next match on the card was the Dark Order versus the Stronghearts. Now, I, I, I guess I just sit on here and talk good about everybody because I really do pretty much like everybody in the roster besides like a, a, a short little list of people. So Dark Order, Stronghearts. I like both of these tag teams. I really like the way that the Dark Order is doing the vignettes and teasing at the Exalted One and all this big storyline they're in with SCU. The Stronghearts, Seema and T-Hawk, they're fucking great workers, man. I wish I knew more about them. I mean, luckily Excalibur does a great job of explaining like why they have their names, what their finishers mean, kind of giving some backstory. He's really, really, really done a great job for these two guys. I wish we saw them a lot more, and I wish they got pushed a little bit more. I know they can speak English. I've heard them, at least Sima, he's spoke English a lot. I love their entrance music. Their entrance music is really dope. So, they look great. T-Hawk and his fucking chops. Jesus. That guy has some chops that just sound vicious. They sound really fucking cool. Um, I would love to be there when he's wrestling just to hear them things. That's one of the my favorite things that wrestlers do, especially like the in-between moments. Instead of those forearms, I wish they just chopped the shit out of each other because you can definitely tell that shit hurts, <laughs> especially the way that their chests fucking look. Um, so this was a great match, man. Uh, they, <laughs> the Dark Order, T-Hawk really started getting worked in the beginning. Um, it, it was just really cool. The couple of the du double team moves that they had, the Dark Order. Um, I mean, 
it was it was actually a really good sound and fundamental tag team match it, it, i mean it didn't really have any screwery screwery uh shenanigans that's a better word <laughs> not really a whole bunch of shenanigans nothing to interfere or do anything like that so you got that fatality from the dark order for the win um give them a number another little win on their record but i i think the strong hearts should be pushed more i really think they're a great tag team uh i mean they have them then the other guy lindeman uh he's the small little er littler guy uh, but he's strong as fuck too. I'd like to see him and Marco stunt in a match Just one-on-one. -on -one. I think that'd be a good one because then it wouldn't be a look how much Different in size they are. It's just like a buffer small guy versus a, a tiny 12 year old looking small guy <laughs> But they both can work. I think it'd be awesome. Just a one-on-one -on -one. Um, And maybe when they introduce those trios tag team titles, uh, maybe they can put them on the strong hearts first Give them a little boost in a storyline. Put them, uh, you know, trios tag team champs. I think that'd be pretty cool. I'd like to see it. I'm sure it'll be somebody like Jurassic Express or um, SCU or something, something like that. Uh, hell, it could be even the Elite. They could have all the fucking titles. I don't know. By that time comes around. Uh, so, match number three. This was another match we've seen recently a couple of times. It was uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford versus Joey Janela in a Falls Count Anywhere match, which I guess that means no disqualification either because there was chairs, there were tables, there was interfe I mean, a crap ton of interference feelings, feelings from uh, Penelope Ford. She basically got into it with Joey Janela doing some Hurricane Ronis, like right in front of the ref. So it wasn't like, a, oh, the ref didn't see anything kind of spots. It was just blatant. Uh, but this match starts off with Kip Sabian coming out in his entrance and Joey Janela sneaks up behind him, gives him a ball tap, tries to roll him up. And then that's what I'm saying. Penelope Ford just does like this arm wrench up using the Titantron looking thing jumping off doing an arm drag uh, like right away she starts getting involved so it's basically a fucking handicap match but i will say this she is fantastic i cannot wait to see her in the women's division it's gonna look fucking great i mean because she's hanging with uh joey janella and kip saving she took a really bad like table bump where they were supposed to fall through both spots and Kip caught her in midair and it looked like she took a really hard like ass bump <laughs> uh, right on the table. It looked like she hit her tailbone pretty hard. I mean, the match was really stiff. You can tell that these guys kind of probably don't like each other in real life. There was a really cool table spot where Kip uh, put Joey through a table with this like twisting neck breaker looking thing. It was pretty cool, man. Uh, there's a, a lot of nasty bumps, man. Um, and then there was a kendo stick to the fucking back of the head. Joey smashed Kip in the back of the head. That thing had to fucking hurt. I've been hit with kendo sticks before, and they are not fucking fun whatsoever. It feels like you're getting hit with, like, a big, thick piece of bamboo or something like that. That, that air kind of whips through so you can... <laughs> I don't know. 
it they're fucking hard they really hurt so the back of the head like that i don't know what joey was thinking i think he was going to hit him like kind of on the on the back of his neck but he caught the whole fucking back of his head i'm surprised he wasn't busted open from that damn thing um because i've seen people get split open with kendo sticks before those things fucking hurt um but yeah so next match on this card was sean spears with tolly blanchard and peter avalon with leva bates versus dustin followed by brandy and qt marshall now brandy was looking fucking smoking hot in them damn leather pants she had on i'm i'm super into brandy i think she's awesome she's really great she had a really fucking cool spear uh tonight on dark uh speared leva <laughs> basically waiting in the corner there for her to get up and speared her it was it was pretty cool i was i definitely popped for that one um so earlier you you heard sean spears deleted his twitter so i don't know why he left again he left peter avalon out there and that's the reason why dustin and qt got over and did this cool uh but anyways this uh this match started off really great uh i mean spears is really entertaining he has the crowd in the palm of his hands every single time i say this way too much but the dude needs to be pushed more on dynamite I really think he should be thrust into a different storyline. Maybe once this uh, Cody MJF thing kind of dies back down, maybe they uh, show like MJF talking to Tully, like this is all, this is your plan. It didn't work. Uh, You had Sean go after him and I, you know, I uh, played around, let them have their time. I should have attacked him when the time was right, blah, blah, blah. And kind of put them together and make this kind of like, uh, a new four horsemen, uh, maybe bring in a, a girl that could be the f- fourth one, uh, you know, be Sean Spears, MJF, Wardlow, and somebody else that could be, I don't know, maybe Brandy and have another little heel, not Brandy, duh, Britt Baker, sorry, have Britt Baker, because uh, then maybe Tully could give her a little bit of advice, but they could have this nice little, uh, nice little group right there that that way sean spears could have a great tag team partner that he's looking for and uh maybe win some matches him and mjf or him and wardlow holy shit can you imagine sean spears and wardlow tag teaming together that'd be fucking insane that'd be super dope matches um dude there was a spot where peter avalon hits the scissor kick and then shakes his hand in front of his face like he's about to do the damn spinaroonie. Uh, and <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, oh my god, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, I really liked Booker T growing up. So I popped really big for that little, <laughs> that little almost spot. Uh, but man, Dustin, he just looks like he's having fun again. He really does. Uh him and QT have great chemistry in this match. Really just, they were firing on all cylinders tonight. And QT and, and Dustin did this combo for the win. Um, that's when Brandy did that spear to Leva Bates. 
it was just such a uh, entertaining match. I really have fun with these dark matches that Sean Spears is in, just because he's he's. It's not about like the competition aspect, you know. He's he's not going for a title or anything like that. He's entertaining the fuck out of us. That's what he's doing. That's what his goal is when he comes out there. You know, you can tell the crowd work that he does and just he's got all of us in the palm of his hands. I really think he's a great talent. Uh, He's just he's one of my top guys for sure. So that was dark this week, guys. Um, Again, let me know what you guys think. Uh, I feel like I don't get to talk to you guys much. You know, because I'm just talking at you on this podcast. Um, so hit me up. Uh, you guys know where to find me. Twitter. Um, and review this podcast. Share. But we're... I'm, I'm so pumped about this. So we are going to get into Dynamite. Um, AEW Dynamite this week was in Kansas City. And it was fucking fire, man. It was so great. Um... <laughs> I thought that we were going to have a lot of matches until that Kenny Omega and Pac match, but it was the start, man. They started with a 30-minute Iron Man match. So this is the third time that Kenny Omega and Pac have met in an AEW ring. Um, So Pac comes out, um, and then Kenny comes out, and he's got new fucking gear that looks super fucking sweet. I was really excited to see him get some new gear. I'm not a fan of his like AEW gear with the yellow circles and stuff like that. I don't know why, I just don't like it. But this new white and black gear looks super fucking dope. And I hope he's got a, another couple cool looks like that that he's coming out with. Uh, especially for Revolution. I'm hoping he, him and Hangman maybe do some matching or something for these tag team titles against the Young Bucks. They're definitely going to have to show up. Um, but let me tell you what. This match was, in my opinion, this is match of the year. This is going to be one of the greatest matches. This was just as good as any of the Okada matches with Kenny Omega. I mean, Pac was just firing on all cylinders. Kenny was as hard-hitting as ever. That was the New Japan Kenny. Let me tell you, he's been getting some criticism lately. And he was fucking tired of it because he put everything into this match. You could see that this guy was in fucking pain by the spots that were going on. I mean, fucking Pac picks him up on the apron and slams him onto the floor with that, uh, shit. I don't know what it's called, but it's like a uh, half suplex, like a falcon arrow or whatever the hell it's called. Dude looked fucking vicious. It looked like it hurt so fucking bad. I felt really, really bad for Kenny because there was a couple times where I thought they are stopping this match because it is too much. Um, <laughs> so it's basically an Iron Man match. So in 30 minutes, they have to get as many pinfalls as they possibly can. Um, now... For like the first 15 minutes of this match, it was nothing but just them doing these stiff, hard-hitting, great fucking moves, looking clean as fuck. It was so much offense from both of these guys. Stick, stick, stiff dragon suplexes from Kenny. Um, 
Kenny catches Pac doing this moonsault. So he's doing a moonsault off the top rope. Kenny catches him midair. And it, oh, man, it was so cool. I thought he was going to counter into a like in a move of his own. No. He spins around and counters it into a DDT to Kenny. So Pox still gets uh, the the counter on on Kenny. I, I just can't, you can't explain half of this stuff because it was so fucking great. Kenny chops the fuck out of Pock. He had a really big one, and you could tell Pock was like, "Don't do that again," <laughs> because his chest was fucked up. Uh, it was like a bolt of lightning went went through him after that. <laughs> but they both looked so good. There was a couple uh, Tiger Driver 98s. Um, he reversed the One Wing Angel into a power bomb. Uh, just fucking some hard V triggers, and then Pac hit the Black Arrow for the first pin. And in my mind, I'm thinking, God damn it, why Why does he already get one? He gets it first. I'm really wanting Kenny to win this match. So every single time something happened with Pac where I thought he was going to pull out for this win, I was like standing up going, no, please don't, please don't. <laughs> um, so Pac goes out and grabs a chair and actually hits Kenny in the head with a, with a chair. So Kenny gets a like a disqualification for Pac using that and not Kenny gets it, but he gets a point. So there was like a little point system right in the corner, left bottom corner of the screen. So they had the Pac pin for him. And then Kenny just got a point for uh, getting hit in the head with a fucking chair. Um, so, and then uh, we had that really bad spot onto the floor uh, Pac hit a moonsault to the outside through this table. It, it, I mean, they barely made the count out. Uh, Kenny slid in like right on fucking 10. Um, Pac hit that black arrow again right into some knees. Uh, Kenny just fucking... Uh, you, oh man, he hit hard. And Kenny... Uh, Barely got them knees up right at the last minute. That black arrow, I'm telling you guys, he, he gets some momentum going when he's flipping off there. Pac just looks incredible doing that move. But Kenny caught him with the knees, gives him two hard V triggers. It's getting closer and closer. Um, uh, a, a reverse Huracan Rana from Pac looks stiff as fuck, dude. I'm not even joking. And then he locks in that brutalizer. Um, to Kenny and you think Kenny's going to get out of it I think he does two or three times and Pac puts him back in it but Kenny Omega is not fucking tapping this time he's not going to sleep the time runs out and I'm like what a draw like I don't they both have a point I don't understand so Justin Roberts comes on to the mic and says well I think actually Pac um, Pac stiffs the ref and uh, Aubrey slides in and Justin Roberts gets on the mic and says look we're going sudden death um, basically the first one to get a point wins so 
Kenny Omega starts laying in these fucking shots. He does three V triggers, right? Three. I mean, and they're fucking stiff. He does that one where he rip cords him and pulls him into a V trigger, a couple running ones, and then hits him with the one wing angel. Kenny gets the win in this just magnificent fucking match that went over 30 minutes. It was probably, I don't know, 35, 36. It was fucking incredible. If you did not watch that live, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Every podcast I've listened to so far who watches both NXT and uh, AEW Dynamite said that they pretty much turned off NXT at this point because there's no way that the other show is going to be able to top this fucking match. Came out swinging. I mean, it was just fantastic. This is one of my favorite matches I've seen in AEW by far. It was just amazing. It was that New Japan Kenny against that fucking Wolverine Pac. Um, I call him a Wolverine. He was He's calling himself the Honey Badger or something like that, which is fine. But it was vicious, man. It was a great match. And then we get the stare down with Pac and Orange Cassidy as Pac's rolling up the ramp. Uh, Pac... Beats the crap out of Orange Cassidy, <laughs> laying him down, uh, <clears throat> and then they announce it. Pac, Orange Cassidy, Revolution, baby! I, I'm super pumped for that. And uh, so our next match, our next, I can't even, I can't even get over this match. I, st- I want to talk about it for another fucking hour if I could. Um, <laughs> man, Kenny really showed us. Who, like showed all them fucking haters with one match like shut the fuck up let me go back to you know my storyline doing what i was doing and he picked a great opponent to do this with uh i know pock's been asking for this match but he he they could have you know gave us a little 12 minute whatever but he showed you guys who the fuck he was and reasserted himself as the best bout machine uh Dude is the best wrestler in the world. He's amazing. Pac's right up there, though. Pac's fucking... He's climbing that list, man. I think it's Kenny, AJ, and probably Pac now. The dude's great. I've been... You know, he's gotten some great promos in. So we know he can talk on the mic. He's stiff. He can really work. I guarantee he could face anybody. He could probably go against Brock, and you would believe that he could beat the fuck out of Brock Lesnar. Uh, not saying that I would ever want Brock Lesnar to step anywhere near AEW because I think he's a big old piece of shit. But I just meant big guy, whatever. You get where I was going. So, next match. Let's get into that next match. It was the Jurassic Express versus the Inner Circle, Proud and Powerful, and Sammy Guevara. Now, that this match was not like the last match it was i mean it was hard hitting and it was fun and it was entertaining because both of these trios uh tag teams right now uh they're both really over proud and powerful is fucking great uh sammy guevara is great the, the the jurassic express i mean everybody loves luchasaurus and jungle boy uh and marco stunt's pretty cool too uh, i put him over earlier so why not again um, but they got pyro. They got some cool ass pyro this this time. Uh, looks pretty cool, man. 
but chaos happened pretty quickly. The tag rules kind of... I don't know. It was kind of all over the place. They were, they were definitely doing just some big trio spots. A lot. I mean, they were doing it a lot. Uh, but great hard-hitting spots. Luchasaurus looked fucking awesome. Jungle Boy... You could really see that he is the true leader of that group. I mean, you could tell he's just, man, he is definitely the future face of this company. He'll get a little bit older, a little bit more experience. He'll bulk up just a little bit more. By that time, dude is going to be one of the top baby faces in this company. I mean, all he needs to do is get that the mic skills down, get that promo work uh, out there. Talk a little bit more. He's kind of, you could tell he's a little bit more introverted, but I mean, I'm sure he'll be able to bring it out and really, uh, his work, the way he works and the, the expressions he makes and everything, he could definitely be one of the top guys in this company. So everything is kind of going chaotic. Uh, Darby Allen, uh, kind of with the assist, uh, fucks with, uh, Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy ends up getting the pin over Sammy. So Jurassic Express picks up the win here. Big win for them, especially over the inner circle. He usually beats the crap out of most of the teams. Um, so good job, guys. It was a great uh, entertaining match. Kind of a cool down match compared to that fucking Iron Man match. So, uh, yeah. So... There was a Cody MJF uh, little segment where they're just kind of explaining background of why this is happening, what's going on, a little bit of the cage match, um, spots like that. Taz comes out on commentary, uh, which, man, Taz just does a fucking fantastic job. He was really great for the rest of the show. Yeah, he was out for the rest of the show. So I wonder if they were... Uh, Tony Schiavone and um, Aubrey Edwards were doing like the podcast that they have. Maybe they were running that backstage or he was doing some more dark segments or something like that. And that's why they've been having Taz come out earlier. They did it last week and it was really cool. I really like having Taz and JR together in Excalibur to explain everything. (laughs) It's just a great little... uh, team up that they've been doing Taz is fucking great man I think they're listening to the fans is what's really happening because the more that they put Taz on TV the more I see him getting blasted out on Twitter everybody's just saying how great it is how much they love him so all all for it man I'm I'm really excited Taz is with all elite wrestling but yeah it, it was uh Next match was this best friends versus the butcher, the blade, and the bunny. And uh, the bunny, uh, the bunny. So I really liked this match. It was also kind of a chaotic tag team match. Uh, the butcher and the blade starting out really strong, really working the best friends. Uh, Trent with these awesome comebacks. Man, Trent is just a single star to me, man. I think. Maybe Chucky finds or starts teaming with Orange and does that for a tag team because I think Trent's a single star all the way around. He's got it written all over him. His fucking moves are great. He looks jacked. Uh, I think he's a star, and he can talk on the mic. He really can cut a good promo. 
I've seen a couple of his stuff. So Cassidy uh, gets into the ring with a bunny, man. And they do this little funny spot where she takes his glasses. And so he takes her bunny ears. <laughs> and so he's wearing the bunny ears, running the ropes, uh, kicking the the blade. <laughs> it was a really cool, uh, cool spot for sure. <laughs> And, uh, dude, the best friends pull this out. They get that strong zero for the win. One, two, three. Um, and it, it was awesome. I really like the best friends as a tag team. Orange Cassidy really makes them too. Um, people just love Orange Cassidy, dude. You see all the signs out in the crowd. Um, that's when he... Cuts the little promo talking about Pac versus Orange Cassidy, and that's when Trent goes, uh, or no, Truck was like, "Yeah, he's gonna try," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was really funny. It was really funny. These guys are great. They have a lot of charisma. Uh, they really, <clears throat> they really uh, definitely got over all by themselves. They didn't really need anybody else to do it because uh, they're just funny. The BTE uh, segments that they're in. Just fucking hilarious. Uh, when they were trying to like ask them why, why the best friends? Uh, you know, where'd you guys meet? And he's like, "What kind of question is that? Where did you meet your best friend? I don't, I don't know. Well, how the hell would I know that? I just remember one day he was my best friend. <laughs> so those guys are pretty funny. Uh, it was a great match. The next match was a four-way match with Yuka Sakazaki. Uh, versus Big Swole versus Hikaru Shida versus Shanna, which Big Swole, Shanna, Hikaru Shida are already big time in my book. Dude, Yuka Sakazaki in this match actually won me over. I really liked, she was like Riho, but actually looked like she was doing damage. Um, I feel like she should take a page out of her book and she looks like that normal like a uh, little anime character that you don't expect to be beating the shit out of people but she does um, so there was really fucking great spots uh, from all four girls they were kind of all laying in their shit swole was looking really really great this match and there were a lot of false pin spots um, Hikaru Shida ended up um getting a win over Swole, uh, getting a pin on Swole. I don't know if they should have done that right away. I think they should have put it on Yuka Zakazaki and made her kind of the scapegoat because Shauna and Big Swole have been there for them. That She doesn't have to... <laughs> like, they have those talents. They don't have to wait for Yuka Zakazaki to be able to put her in a storyline or book her, you know, because she does stuff over in Japan as well. So... And I think Shanna is a great competitor. I love that Goku gear. And Big Swole's been wearing that Storm gear the last couple times. That Storm gear looks awesome. Big Swole's looking great. Uh, she's got the white in her hair to show off that Storm uh, storm look. I'm, I, I hope they really push her. It's Big Swole, in my opinion, is one of the next top female stars. Give her more TV time. Get her in the ring more. Get her more matches. Uh, she'll really brighten up. Um, I think she's great. She looks hard hitting. That dirty dancing uh, move. That elbow looks pretty fucking cool. Looks really vicious. I hope um, 
she's never going to hear this, but I hope she gets this. So QT Marshall does this move where he tosses somebody up in the air and hits them with an elbow. I think that would be a great like V trigger spot where she could toss these girls up in the air and smack them with the elbow, you know, stagger them back and then get behind them, pull the rip cord for the dirty dancing, hit them with the elbow again. I think it would be really cool spots because then she could counter some like, uh, you know, Irish whip stuff, rip them, whip them into the ropes, bring them back, toss them up in the air, boom, hit them with the elbow. Uh, and it looks really cool. Um, so we had a dark order promo. I really tried to find this audio. It just hasn't, they haven't put it out yet, but the dark order, um, cut a promo where they said Christopher Daniels is obsolete. Uh, or they said they were going to render him obsolete or something, which is a big hint at Matt Hardy. I think they're trolling the fuck out of us. Um, I don't think it's going to be Matt Hardy. I'm really hoping it is. I'm hoping that they come out revolution. Maybe they go over that 12 o'clock mark and it's like 12.05 and Matt Hardy comes running out with the the Dark Order and... <laughs> It would just be really cool to see him come to AEW. I'm not going to lie. I really like Matt Hardy and everything that he's done for wrestling. He was a part of my childhood. Jeff Hardy was my favorite wrestler growing up. So obviously Matt Hardy, when they were together, um, they were my favorite tag team. It was great. Man, childhood memories of me uh doing the twist of fate and you know swanton bomb and doing that cool leg drop and uh (laughs) that matt hardy does uh but yeah jeff hardy was definitely a big influence on my life uh i remember swanton bombing people on trampolines and off of trampolines uh we (laughs) we did a lot of uh shit to random kids in the neighborhood me and my little brother beating up people or (laughs) oh man (laughs) but uh yeah i couldn't find this promo or else i would have played it for you guys uh but this next spot uh, i'm gonna play the whole thing because i think it's really um a big boost in this storyline so jr sits down to talk with kenny omega hangman adam page and the Young Bucks and uh, kind of furthers along this storyline. By the way, what do you guys think of the tag team name, the One Wing Cowboys? <laughs> I came up with it because uh, I know Kenny and uh, Hangman don't really have a tag team name. If you guys want to drop your tag team names, uh, just hit me up on Twitter uh, at 100 Elite Pod or at jangler 88 uh, Let me know if you guys have some names for Kenny and Hangman. Uh, something like that, but right now I'm calling them the One Wing Cowboys. Uh, so I think it's kind of a good cross between both of them. So, anyways, here's the little segment. It's certainly an honor for me to be here with the Elite, and uh, this Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, on pay-per-view exclusively in Chicago downtown. They're getting bigger than that. Uh, the tag team titles will be decided. The champs, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, the challengers, the Young Bucks. And guys, could you imagine a year ago when we first all you guys converged here to AEW that this a year later would be the scene? This is the last thing I thought I would have seen. I, I never would have imagined these two being the tag team champions. Oh, I know you wouldn't. I mean, hey, they're great singles wrestlers, but I would be lying if I didn't say, Jim, that what I thought about 
the greatest tag teams in the world, I thought about maybe maybe it would be us at the top of the mountain. And uh, but hey, I'm proud of these guys are my best friends, and I applaud them. I believe, I still believe, no offense, fellas, that you're the best tag team in the world. Why haven't you been the tag team champions before now? That's that's a hard uh, question to answer. Um, Place and time. Like we, we, we stumbled upon something incredible, and we were just at the right place at the right time. These, these guys are, are the best. They always will be the best. They inspire me. And like every time I step through those ropes with Paige, I, I, I sort of, in a way, I picture myself as like, hey, this is our chance to kind of be like the Young Bucks, to show people that we can be a top-class tag team. And, it, and you guys are doing it. Right, you are yeah. a top-class right, right, right. and, you and, and you're right, yeah, all this was just a, a big accident, really. No, I mean... And nothing I mean, was, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> the, the way I'm, okay, it's not, it wasn't an accident. The way we, we came from the ground up as a tag team together, and we earned it. it you got to admit, it was really situational. It was just, Adam, why are you uncomfortable right now? Why am I what? Uncomfortable right now. You're fishing in your seat. And you're, you're, Did you have to bring a drink to the interview? Like, by the way, I know we've, I didn't want to bring it up. I just, I'm just, I'm just sitting here. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm just sitting here doing my interview, just like you guys. I don't see what the. It just appeared, appeared is, that yeah. way. No problem. At the end of the day, we we just care about you. No match on the card has competitors in it that know each other as well as you guys do. So my question to you is, how do you prepare for a team, and how do you prepare to win the titles? against two men that know every move you're gonna make, or at least they think they do. Not only do they know every move, Jim, they know everything about me. They know my children, they know my wife. Uh, we've lived together. It's fair to say I see you guys more than my own family. Yeah. I love you guys. You guys are our best friends yes. in the world, not just the business, in this business, it's in the world. You guys are my best friends. But there's, Nick and I are two different people. Like, we're competitors. And we're human beings, and when we get in that ring with you guys at Revolution on Saturday, you're going to see the competitive young bucks, the aggressive young bucks, the young bucks that want to win those because we're competitors. And for years, Jim has said it, we're the best tag team in the world. You guys aren't. We are. And I've lost enough sleep over it. Yeah, I mean, we're taking those. Yeah, yeah. It, this is it's all part of it. Really. At, the, at the end of it, though, we're gonna shake hands because this is the elite, baby. The, the elite is bigger than whoever's carrying those, right? We're gonna be friends at the end of the night no matter what, what. What's bigger than who's carrying these? What's the, bigger? The elite. The, the elite, elite, Adam, the elite. Yeah, did, you, did you not listen to me months and months ago? I tried to walk out of the door. I tried Ugh. to leave the elite, and you wouldn't even listen to me. After everything Matt. we did for you? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I couldn't door, be right? a part of it anymore, after Matt. After we brought you into hey, Bullet we're Club. Family. After we put you on being the elite and made you a star, you're no, just going to walk what, out. You, you can't walk out. You were just a jobber in Ring of Honor, and we brought you to the Bullet Club. What's this Look chip you on your shoulder anyway? Oh, the chip on the only thing on my shoulder of these tag team championships. That's the only thing that's been on my shoulder. And it's been the biggest accomplishment of my career, and the first chance you get you want to take it away from me it's it's all part of the bit it's it's all part of the business it's all it, part it, of it but my glass is empty so i'm out Jeez. you're just gonna walk on the interview adam like yeah, that I, we yeah, got a match to promote revolution saturday night in chicago it will be personal man i mean can't you just see where they're going with this because i still don't <laughs> uh i think it's gonna it's the best storyline that I think in pro wrestling right now, I think this is great. The elite versus the elite colliding at revolution. But don't you feel for Hangman during this whole thing? Like, I think he's the good guy in all of this, and the Young Bucks are just a 
like they're acting like dickheads about it. Like, yeah, this is this is their title. This isn't the Young Bucks title. They don't just automatically earn it. Um, and Kenny's kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, it's okay. Like, w- whatever. And that's not the case. If I was Hangman, um, I would have a stiff talk with Kenny Omega. Uh, maybe we'll get a, like, a little vignette or something like that. Um, I know they had this revolution, uh, countdown thing that like started right after dynamite, um, ended this week. And basically they asked Kenny, like, are you worried? Are you worried that hangman's going to mess this up for you guys again? And he kind of paused and hangman's like, Oh yeah, you're worried about me. Is that what it is? And kind of got up and walked out again. And, um, Kenny's like, you fucking bet your ass. I'm worried about him. Uh, I mean, I think he's afraid of getting buckshotted again by Hangman, uh, or him slipping up, or him turning on everybody. Um, I'm, I'm really, 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 really hoping that Hangman's not the only one that turns heel in this, um, and I hope they keep the titles at Revolution. I'm really liking this tag team, so. If the Bucks just pull it out of nowhere and take the titles from them, I mean, it might be a good storyline, but I think they should wait until double or nothing, in my opinion, uh, have this rematch, so that way they can build the story even more, and maybe have Hangman fuck with the Young Bucks, or uh, maybe have Kenny fuck with the Young Bucks, you know, maybe him finally realize that they're trying to, they're trying to take the titles by any means necessary, and it's not... It's not the, his friends that he's going against anymore. Like these are two kind of power hungry EVPs that want these tag team titles. If you know what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, if you guys have an opinion on where the stories storylines going, just let me know, man. Uh, I'd like to talk to people about it. That's for damn sure. Um, but I'm going to be having people over for revolution. We're going to do a big pay-per-view party. Um, I'm hoping to get these guys on a podcast I uh, got all the equipment for it, so um, I'm going to hopefully drop that on Sunday. Maybe we'll record some Saturday, and I'll cut it up and uh, put it into a podcast because um, there will be another episode this week coming out. Um, so make sure you guys share all these uh, podcasts, man. Help me spread the word. Help me get some more listeners. Uh, it'd be great. I'd like to get some conversations going uh, out of these podcasts, but... Anyways, uh, last segment on Dynamite this week was the John Moxley and Chris Jericho weigh-in. Um, so, out comes John Moxley. From Cincinnati, Ohio, weighing 231 pounds, Jim Moxley! So Moxley still got that eye patch going on. He's uh, definitely looking fucking great. Chris Jericho and the whole inner circle comes out and like these track suits that says uh, says says uh, pain maker entourage or pain maker squad or whatever. I don't know. Uh, they all look kind of goofy. Uh, they come out doing this, like where they're holding each other's shoulders, walk to the ring. So Chris Jericho really, really laying in this, uh, 
stalling on the weigh-in portion so he keeps taking stuff off slowly and telling the crowd to shut up and uh <laughs> really getting this uh good heat and stuff like that and finally he kind of gets up into mox's face and uh some fucking hell breaks loose mox headbutts jericho the guy had to get seven stitches he busts him wide open from this headbutt it was really cool so this is the audio from all that. It's going to be pretty long, uh, but there's some pretty cool fights. You know, Sammy uh, and and Dust or Sammy and Darby get into it. Uh, you know, Sammy ends up breaking Darby's skateboard over his head, um, and Dustin and um, Hager are fighting into the crowd, going out, getting smashed around, and all this stuff. So take a listen. If we ever get this done. No, uh-oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, my God! Whoa. Oh, the headbutt right to the face! Mox ain't playing games. He don't care that these are there. Mox hit first. He hit first, and now look at the Oh, oh. oh the gang attack! The inner circle just swarming Moxley, though. Oh, my God, Jericho's bleeding. Jericho's been busted over. Oh, wow, bad. Oh, man. Jericho is busted over bed, and... Wow, look at that. It's right on the bridge oh, of the nose. Right between the eyes with that headbutt. It busted Jericho wide open. Damn wide open, and, and the inner circle's wearing out Mox right now. Man, what a what a shocking turn of events as far as Jericho. He may have broken his nose. Yeah, Jericho may be going into Saturday night with a broken nose. Split open bad, man. That was nasty. Where comes somebody that gives a damn? It's the natural. Dust, oh. Dustin Rowe. Whoa! Taking his opponent Saturday night. Jake Hager over the top. He went right for Hagman. Took Hager out. They're over to concrete in the front row. Bodies are flying everywhere. This is friggin' mayhem. Jericho now. And Moxley. Moxley may not make it out of here with his career intact if these guys have anything to say about it. Dustin won a piece of, of Hager. There they go. But back in the ring, we've got a champion and a number one contender. Uh, Jericho lost, losing a lot of blood there, man. He really got gaffed open bad. And now these guys are the concourse. Hager and oh, Dustin. Yeah, for the love of God, stay away from the different dots. <laughs> and the Bud Light. And now, oh, Hager with the low blow. The undefeated, the undefeated MMA fighter, Jake Hager, in his first match setting out against Dustin. Oh no! Oh, not the dipping dots! The damn dipping dots didn't do anything to anybody. That's heat. Oh, oh the back of Dustin's skull by Hager. Hager's an animal, man. I tell you, I seen him in college. I seen him in pros from day one. Mox is an animal. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, Darby Allen! Look at shot out of a oh. cannon. Darby Allen with a skateboard. Man, Guevara saw it opening, and he got him some. He got him a lot, as a matter of fact. He's got Darby's skateboard in hand, too. This looks like it's going to be bad. Oh! Right in oh, the face. He the skateboard over his head. The skateboard shattered over the skull of Darby Allen. And Mox is still fighting. Moxley is fighting for his life here. He's hitting anybody that was near him. And it's, he, got, he was getting his, his rear end whooped by the inner circle. Good God almighty, there's a fight in every corner. And now in the, the ring, Jericho and Moxley on their feet. Here they are, staring each other down. 
Will they wait till Saturday night? I don't think so. No way. They're going again. Here they go. Here they go. Champion and number one contender beating the hell out of each other in advance of Saturday night. Boom. Going for the paradise. Oh, oh low blow. Oh, the Judas effect. And down goes Moxley. The Judas effect from a bloody champion takes down the number one contender. And Moxley has got to be out. No one has oh, been able wait, to wait, wait, wait here. Wait he wasn't minute. out then. He's going to be out now. Oh! Paradigm shift from Jericho on the scale. That's Moxley's finishing maneuver that Jericho pulled out of his bag. So Dynamite goes off the air with Jericho hitting the paradigm shift uh, to John Moxley on the fucking scale. This was a great segment, uh, you know, gets this match really uh, hyped up. It actually gets the Sammy and Darby match hyped up. It gets the Dustin and Jake Hager match hyped up. I mean, we haven't even seen Jake Hager wrestle yet. So this Saturday, finally get to see what he's made of, see if he's improved since the WWE days. Um, so I'm really pumped for all these matches. Uh, Revolution is right around the corner guys um i can't tell you how excited i am for this pay-per-view um you know uh so let me know if you guys are going to be watching um and then maybe saturday start hitting me up uh on twitter at jengler 88 or on the podcast twitter at 100 elite pod um and let me know if you guys are watching uh what matches you guys are excited for uh, maybe if you the predictions on who's going to win, um, things like that. I think I've already kind of gone over all my predictions. Um, but that's it for me, guys. That's it for this podcast. Um, number eight down in the books. Uh, we will have a number nine this weekend. Uh, whether or not those guys do a podcast with me or not, um, I am going to put another one out myself if they do not want to. So <laughs> you at least get another podcast this weekend and then we'll be looking forward to the, uh, after show next Wednesday, uh, same time, um, Wednesday night, eight o'clock, AEW dynamite. Um, but thanks guys. I really appreciate you guys listening to these podcasts. It really means a lot. I'm having a ton of fun doing these, you know, f- getting the notes down, finding everything out, getting some news out there. Um, hopefully these podcasts have been really working for you guys uh, and giving you guys some entertainment on your drives or your runs or um, whatever you guys do when you listen to this podcast. Um, so if you guys want to share this podcast, review it, like it, uh, subscribe, all that stuff. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google podcast. Um, I meant to say Apple podcast, not iTunes. Um, (laughs) and, um, review, do all that stuff, get it out there. Let's share it. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at jangler 88 and at 100 Elite Pod. If you guys want to listen to those full-length songs, uh, the intro and outro, it is Edge Music on YouTube. Or you can hit them up on Twitter, Edge underscore 419. Uh, watch him on Twitch. He can He's slaying fucking games every single day at Edge 419. Um, and again, guys, uh, thank you. I, uh, I can't even explain how much, uh, it means to me that you guys are, uh, liking this podcast and I'm getting some pretty good feedback. So, um, 
I will see you guys on the next one. So you can call me Legion, but we are many. You are one, we have plenty. You have some, you're taking this so serious, but I'm only doing this for fun. You're walking backwards while I run, met with doubt, cause you're out done. Open my mouth as I erupt, regretting what you just begun. You're never stopping me, you're never stopping this. You never saw me coming, but you must acknowledge this. So I'll just bring the heat and leave them powerless to try to step to me. So maybe you should.